Welcome to Wing Sauce episode 22, the Dino Cicerelli edition. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by... Oh, I thought you paused it for a second, Dustin. I heard a click. I was like, what? Did I screw up? Uh, but now I did. So uh, this podcast is uh, brought to you by Loaded Dice Brewery. Good beer shouldn't be a gamble. What's going on, boys? Bunch of nothing. Sitting at the house, drinking a cup of coffee since we're doing a nine o'clock recording. I love early mornings. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's it's great. I am uh, I'm in Florida right now, so I cannot complain. But I have not had my coffee yet. So, you know, take the good with the bad. It sounds like it was a rough night for you, Connor. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Your your voice just sounds like uh sounds like it was a late night. Oh, no. No, I'm here. I'm I'm ready to go, guys. I'm wasn't too late, surprisingly, <laughs> but um yeah. He's like he's like, "Well, it can't be too late if I never went to bed." i'll let you know when i go to sleep (laughs) so um on on this episode we actually have uh eric mebrewer mebsy mebsy f baby um we we interviewed him he's a st louis native and he got to party with the cup twice um he's probably one of the only well maybe not the only maybe one of the few guys beer league players to drink out of the cup twice. So that must've been pretty amazing. He had some pretty cool stories. I wanted to, to get your guys thoughts on it. Oh, I mean, I, anytime you get to hear a Stanley cup story, I'm, I'm all ears. So that's awesome. Being able to drink from the cup and uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, Tyler, not too many people have been able to party with the cup and, and go to uh, you know, some of these Stanley cup winners, they get their one day with the cup and for him to be invited to some of those parties, that's pretty awesome. Connor, we, we know you're lying because you didn't mention the bus stories, your favorite. So. Oh, well, everybody, people don't need to know that that's my favorite. They already know that. I don't need to point that out. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> no, but uh, it, it was a good interview. I enjoyed talking to him about the different um, skating with the blues and the lockout, stuff of that. You know, it's kind of crazy how much he was around professional hockey players and not being a professional hockey player himself. Right. And and that's what, that's what Max was when, when I was – you know, calling my brother to get some more information on Meebs. He was like, yeah, he skated with the Blues during the 12-13 uh, the lockout, and he did not, like, he shouldn't have been out there. <laughs> that, actually, and, yeah, that's an awesome story that he has. Like, we, I, I hope people are, uh, you know, take time to listen to this and, and, and really listen to the skill level he's talking about when you have like a regular Joe or somebody that's actually pretty good at hockey going out there on the ice with NHL players and, and they can, you immediately see the difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and he's, he's really good buddies with TJ Oshie. He talks a little bit about that, like their friendship, how it started. And then uh, Justin Falk as well. Um, he's it's, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, my, my brother gets, gets, uh, in these, in this friend group where it's, everyone's just so well connected. He's golfing with Austin Watson on the weekends, you know, the defenseman for the Preds. So it's like, you know, whatever, but, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess the, the only hockey news that we really have now is that we're, we do see a transition, uh, for, for phase three, correct? Yeah, that's the latest word. That uh, what was that? A couple days ago, or is that yesterday that that got released? So it was yesterday. Um, yep. So what's the what's the date, Tyler? July tenth 
is when the training camps will open for the 24 teams uh, that will be resuming play. So that opens on July 10th. I don't think that there has, I haven't read much more into the article other than that. I'm not sure if the, if, if the teams that are done for the season, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the outliers that didn't make it in, if they can, you know, if they can uh, go to camp or work out or whatever, but, um, but yeah, it's, at least we have some dates. I, I'm excited for it. So um, we still, it's, it's going to be a slow transition. It's going to be, you know, we still have to wait for, for phase four for the actual play to continue, but uh, at least we're seeing training camps with a date and I'm very happy about that. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. I'm, I just like to see, uh, you know, everything with the league moving forward. I'm ready for some hockey. Yeah. There, um, it doesn't specify the length of the training camp or the start date for the resumption of play. But uh, so all that stuff will still be determined. But um, yeah, I am. I, I think it was the, uh, I saw some pictures of the Bruins on the ice, you know, Marchand and, and Bergeron on the ice. And it's, it's so weird because we've been, we've been deprived of it, It's, it's crazy just to see how much one picture can do. Cause once I saw that, I'm like, man, it is back and we get to see it was nice watching the, uh, the little videos of them skating around, doing a little passing drills, shooting drills. Yes. Right. Agreed. Yeah, it was, it, it was great. Like ice, man. It was nice seeing all the ice getting built too. all the different teams doing their little ice build outs. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I just, I can't wait until we hear when phase four is, uh, when that gets put into play. But, um, but yeah, is, is there any other, any other hockey news that we that we have, Dustin? I believe you you wanted to bring up a signing that the Red Wings had. Uh, yeah, we can bring it up. Let me pull it up. The guy's names, and I'll butcher it real quick. Uh, let's see. Swedish here. guy. Yep. Uh, apparently doesn't exist. <laughs> I can't find. Hold up. It's a great second. signing. Yeah, excellent <laughs> signing. Great, I know. Signing. I know so much about it. Uh, sorry, sorry to the guy that did get signed because I'm I, I can't really recall your name. That's how little I know about you. Um, let's uh, go to the. We can go to the interview when you bring it up after. Let's bring it up after on. the interview before we. I'm a here we go. Johansson, Albert Johansson, a defenseman. Is it Johansson? Uh, maybe it's Johansson. 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 Probably Johansson since he's uh, I think he's German. I think he's is he German or is he a is he Swedish? I don't know. I'm pulling it up. Oh, he's Swedish, he's Swedish for sure. Yep, Swedish. He's on the Swedish national team. So, yeah, um, Andy's, Andy's Andy's writing in in, in Sweden in Swedish. <laughs> yeah, I'm just killing it today, boys. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. It's early. It's early. People don't know that though. <laughs> oh man, this yeah, kid, he so, looks like he's 13. Yeah, really? he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't look too old. But I mean, most mo, mo has got a baby face too, so true, it's good true. to see. Um, I I know nothing about this guy. I wish I wish I could have um, done a little bit more research on on this guy. But yeah, three year ELC for Albert Johansson or Johansson. TBD. Let, let, let us know how you say your name. Yeah. <laughs> come on the Please. come on the podcast and discuss how to say your name. But, Please and thank you. 
please please speak English because or either that or we're gonna have to have a a translator because I don't know Swedish. Do you guys? I do no, not. No. Wait, okay. there's a, remember the episode of The Office when Kevin uh, asked Andy to do the he's like, hey, can you do the Swedish chef off uh, Sesame Street? And Andy's like, what Providence or something like that? And he's like, Sesame Street, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> this made me think of that anywho let's kick over the interview to meeps let's do it well you know what time it is so we have our third bud night on on the podcast now um he is the max calls him the power forward for the bud nights he's the grinder he's uh a two-time stanley cup winner 2018 and 2019, a native of St. Louis, Missouri. Please welcome to the Wing Sauce podcast, Eric Meebs, Meebrewer. Is it Meebrewer? Is that how you say it? Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, I would say you're one of the first people to say my last name correctly on the first try. Um, Boom. I've gotten a lot. Of, it's, it's actually easy. It's just like it's spelled Meebrewer, but um, a lot of people struggle with it. So. Max was trying to put a little bit of a twist on it, so I, I knew not to trust him a hundred percent. So yeah, but uh, how, how are you keeping busy? I know that I mean this thing's been going on since March, and I don't know. I think things are a little bit more relaxed now in Nashville than they used to be. So I mean, have you just been camping out at home? What's the, what has everything been been like? Yeah, so I guess it was actually kind of good timing that this popped up for me. I'm a public accountant, so tax season, busy season, March and April are miserable months for me anyway, but uh, it worked out well, kind of being cooped up at home. I was able to just get a lot done, you know, you don't waste the hour going into work or coming home or getting ready, and it allowed me a lot of time to get all of my work done and caught up. So um, March and April, those months just working, grinding, 13-hour days on average, and then um, keeping up with the Bud Nights. Our group chat is pretty active every day. Um, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Instagram links, a lot of jokes. Um, so that keeps me keeps me going, gives me some positivity in our life. And we've started kind of getting together small gatherings at people's houses, whether it's wine night for Freddie Couples, you know, a lot of uh, – Wives and girlfriends hang out, so we'll get together. We made pizzas one night and trying to make the best of it that we can. But, yeah, Nashville's starting to open up. We're 75%. We actually went out this weekend. The bars were packed. It, it was banana lands. I mean, there was a 45-minute wait um, to get a drink. It was Did nice. you have a pipe bomb? Wait, and just down Broadway, right? We didn't go to Broadway. Uh, we avoided Broadway. We just went to Midtown. Um, didn't do a pipe bomb, like, we got there, we waited that long and it was already late in the night and my fiance and I, we just called it. We're like, all right, if we're just going to wait this long to get one drink, let's just go home. Screw right. it. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I do enjoy a nice pipe bomb. <laughs> what, yeah, what, you, you and Razor what, what again? <laughs> So a pipe bomb is you uh, get a Red Bull and they put a shotgun hole in it and they, oh, pour, a shot of, they pour a shot of vodka in it and you shotgun a Red Bull vodka. Um, some people call it snorkels, uh, some people call it pipe bombs, but either way they, uh, they work and they get, they get the body going. <laughs> I, I remember Razor telling me about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds, uh, I mean, I'm going to have to do it at some point, but that just sounds like death. 
Who crushes who crushes most of those on the nights? Um right now it's Marty. I think Goldie and Razor talked about him. He's the the new guy on the team, just a fresh, fresh out of college, still anxious um, to get after it every weekend. And he's the league the league leader in pipe bombs finish. Nice. Is that an actual <laughs> stat line in, in the uh and like the beer league hockey DB? You know, if we uh, remembered all of the ones we did, we could keep that stat. But by, towards the end of the <laughs> night, I think we lose count of how many each person did. Start you just, fresh every day. <laughs> you you got to keep a Sharpie around and do tallies on the arm. Yeah, just start collecting tab, red <laughs> yeah. tabs in our pockets. That's right. <laughs> so, so, all right, so I, I got to ask. So you, uh, so Nashville, I've been there a few times. It's, I, I love it. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to live there as well. But you're not originally from Nashville. You're from St. Louis, right? What brought you to Nashville in the first place? Yeah, born and raised in St. Louis. Um, I went to college in St. Louis, too, never left. Um, my job was opening an office down here. Uh, a couple of years ago in December to be my third year in Nashville. And I was always coming. That's a close drive. It's like four and a half hours from St. Louis. And uh, my office asked if I wanted to move to Nashville. It was actually kind of funny. I had gotten back from a bachelor party in Nashville. My boss asked if I wanted to golf that Monday. So I took him up on the offer one, cause I wasn't going to be doing anything for work that Monday anyway. Um, that'd be useless. And he's like, how'd you like Nashville? Did you enjoy it? And I was like, yeah. He's like, could you see yourself living there? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, we're opening an office. I was, I was like, all right, well, I'll think about it. And next thing you know, packing my bags and got a U-Haul and came down to Nashville. It couldn't have been the hardest decision. I mean, if you visit there one time, uh, you, you pretty much get a, a clear picture of whether you want to live there or not. <laughs> See, I've actually never been to Nashville. Oh, so go. every time you guys talk about it, I, that, hey, I'm always down. I was going to actually go this year. Um, for my birthday to see a hockey game, but it didn't work out because you know COVID. So makes sense. It makes sense. So wait, with so so St. Louis, that means you grew up as a Blues fan, or, or where's your fan base? Who's your fan base? Yeah, St. Louis sports. Um, it'll always be home, no matter where I live. So Blues, Cardinals, uh, Rams when they were there, but they had other ideas. Um, but yeah. Blues and Cardinals all the way. So it must have been hard watching in the nineties, just uh <laughs> just, just watching the the wings piss pump the blues every time. Every time. Every time. That, that's all we have to live on now because the team blows. So we, we have to you know, everyone says uh you can't always live in the past. Well we're Here going we to <laughs> eleven cups, yeah. baby. Yeah, just keep the yearbook open and uh <laughs> keep living back there. There's nothing wrong with it. No, and the 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 cool thing is the Blues and Wings have always clashed in in the playoffs, and they've had a few uh, line brawls too. They've had some in like the late '80s, early '90s, and even into the 2000s. So, it, what got you into the Blues? Was there like a certain player or anything like that? Um, my dad's company had season tickets growing up. So playing hockey, getting to go watch games, just seeing it live. Uh, Pierre Turgeon, probably growing up, was my favorite player. I had 77 jerseys, and um, he was just fun to watch growing up. And the atmosphere in the rink, it, it was just fun. I, I enjoyed going. I enjoyed watching it. You know, 
look back, times with your parents are always awesome. So being able to go to games with my dad, I'll always remember those. Now, being a, a Blues fan, I mean, the, the Red Wings will always hate, will always hold a special hatred for uh, the Penguins and the um, the Avs, obviously. But do the Blues hate anyone, like, in particular? I know that you guys aren't fond of the Blackhawks, but is there anyone? Chicago, right? Yeah, it's, it's now it's Chicago. You know, growing up, it was Detroit. Dallas for a few years. Um, San Jose's kind of had our number in playoffs. I don't know why, but uh, now it's the Blackhawks. And I, th- I think it's the Blackhawks just because, you know, they came out of nowhere. They had those three cups and Chicago fans are just ruthless and they'll give it to you. I, when I went to school, a lot of the fan base was Chicago. And, you know, you just hear, uh, how are you going to drink? You don't have any cups. Like you're a blues fan. <laughs> I was just like, you guys weren't even televised until after you won your first cup. So please, <laughs> exactly. Leave me alone. That's how it was. No, exactly. at- that's that's about. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. Oh I, no, I was just gonna say that's exactly how it was at Western too. Um, being in in West Michigan, you know, Southwest Michigan, a lot of people are from Chicago, and um, at Western's campus, we had there were people walking around with Wings jerseys, Hawks jerseys. And in 2013, when we had like the, you know, we shouldn't have even made it, it like past the first round. The second round, we we were up like three to one in that series and uh, against the Blackhawks. They came back and beat us in seven. I uh, I walked around with my tail between my legs for the rest of that summer. <laughs> it was terrible. Understandable. Yeah. All the only thing, the only comeback I had, I would just be like, "Can you even tell me the captain before Taves?" And nobody knew. They would all be like, oh, it's Chelios. And it's like, no, it wasn't. And then then they're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was like, yeah, you're just a bandwagon fan now that they're good. Um, so, again, leave me alone, and we'll talk about it later. Oh, yeah, that's, right. that's the best. That's the best because like, you even mentioned it before. I mean, it, before they were good, they weren't even televised. They had about 1,000 people, uh, people in the stands. You know, I, I've always disliked Chicago fan so i'm right there with you i totally agree now um when you went to uh you went to SLU, right yeah university and yeah. You, you played club there right i, I did did um, you did you play with uh matt latham by chance i did play with latham um he was a little bit younger than me and so when he came in uh i love that kid i kind of took him under my wing because uh, i was an upperclassman and we, I was looking back actually on old Twitter photos and there was a picture of him and I, and that, that guy's the man. I, I have nothing but good words to say about Matt Latham. Yeah. We, so Connor and I actually played hockey with him in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, he, I thought he was an unbelievable player, but you talk about a guy who's got the injury bug. He couldn't, Seriously. I mean, oh. shoulders, knees, whatever it was. And he was a trooper though. You know, he dislocated his shoulder. He had surgery. He wanted to come back and play. And he, he just, he had a lot of heart. I, I really enjoy like playing with him. Uh, it, it is club hockey, but you, you pay the money, you do practices, you're playing weekends. So you take it serious. And um, his passion was, was awesome. Yeah. He had a, he had a, he had a cannon of a shot, but I just remember the, uh, 
the knee braces and I was like, geez, man, that's, that's, I don't, I wouldn't be able to skate with those knee braces on. So, I mean, kudos to him for, for battling that out. And that's a bummer to hear about the, the surgery as well. Yeah. Uh, he had a, he did have a cannon, but, and he, he could truck stick some guys. Oh yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> he, like, I don't know if that just made his whole weekend, just hitting someone as hard as he could, but he found somebody every weekend to just put through the glass. It literally took him one like one summer to just get jacked, and then he came he came back and uh, threw his gear on, and everyone's like, "This is a different kid." Like, like I mean, not not to say he was like super skinny or anything before, but he came back one like one summer, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" And he grew like like four inches. I'm like, "All right, well, I'm gonna stay out of the corners from that guy." But um, yeah, he's he's an animal. But uh, I thought that I threw it out there because I knew I knew he played hockey at at St. Louis University as well, but wasn't sure if you guys ran in the same uh, in the same years or not. So that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we did. And we you talked earlier about you know Blues and um, Red Wings and Line Bras, and our coach was actually Todd Ewan, um, the Animal, and he had a lot of fights against Bob Probert. Um, if you look at those, that, those were like boxing fights. <laughs> Yeah, they, that's amazing. Yeah, um, he was fun, he was fun to play for. Um, you know, you, you think of a fighter being a head coach, it's a little different. But uh, it, he was probably one of the best coaches I've had, just because he knew the game um, from a different perspective. He spent a lot of time watching the game uh, on on glass seats and uh, was just able to give you tips, but also just talk hockey and then hearing his stories about fighting and what it was like playing in those days was awesome. No, that, that's, that's awesome. How did you like playing there just overall? I mean, you, you touched on the coach obviously just now, but just, you know, the atmosphere, the traveling with the team and, and even like the off ice stuff. I mean, just the whole club atmosphere seems amazing. Just what, what was your perspective? Uh, I recommend that to any kid who thinks they don't, that their hockey career is going to end, um, go to college, find a, a club hockey team and play. Um, it's fun. You know, it's, it's an easy way to make friends without having to join a fraternity. You're like your own fraternity. We had a good group of guys every four years. We had a hockey house, off ice activities included a lot of hockey parties that campus went to because it's slew. We don't really have houses. It was, you're in a dorms or apartment. And for some reason, the hockey guys, we always were able to get a house around campus and uh, we made the best of it. Um, my, you know, my favorite things were bus rides. Todd didn't like to, to ride the bus. So the way back from out of town trips, there was no coaches on the bus. Oh, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. You talk, we would only, we would only travel six hours too. So our way home was, uh, you know, first couple hours kind of relaxing from the game. And then as you're getting closer to campus, you start to have fun. We would get music blaring over the speakers. Um, you know, rookies would either have to tell stories or, you know, Jokes or something. Jokes or uh, <laughs> so the bus rides. Honestly, are some of my favorite memories from college. So, uh, Meebs, you you just basically teed up Connor for some questions because he is the bus. He, he asks bus questions every single time. He is like the the bus story guy. Well, well, and and to defend myself, I mean, Dustin and Tyler. It's not a bad care. thing. Yeah, they no, no, we enjoy him too. It, it, well, what I say is, is that. No matter who you talk to throughout the hockey world, it doesn't matter if you're in the NHL now, but at some point you were riding a bus and the bus was the best part of 
of traveling. I mean, the, the stories that are coming from the bus, because it's just the guys and, you know, you have the coaches in the front, you have the rookies doubling up in seats and telling jokes and stories and, and doing a bunch of stuff that we probably can't even say on, uh, on the air here. But, you know, it's just it, the camaraderie there. It's a blast. And that's why I always like just asking about how the, uh, the trips were. And, and hopefully they, they're more than just 30 minute trips because you really get, you really get the full story if you're in that, that five to six hour time range. Right. So that, that's great. You, yeah, you really do. Um, so Thursday nights and, and slew were the big night to go out. So Friday we would get up, we would go up the day of our game. So Friday bus trip up, I actually slept the whole ride on the way up. I actually, towards my junior and senior year, I had a foam pad that I would throw down in the back of the bus and just lay down on the ground with a cover over it. Smart uh, man. Yes. <laughs> a whole bus. And then get up, go check in the hotel, and then we would play our game. And then Saturday back, it, you talk about building camaraderie. You talk about <laughs> real team bonding with no coaches on the bus. It, it was phenomenal. No, that's – well, I, one question on the bus that I that I always ask, and Tyler and Dustin know this, but so how was the actual bus? Because I – I've had ones that have broken down and we've had to warm up on the bus ride to the game because we were running late. I've had bus drivers <laughs> run into trees and break windows and, and just re- things you wouldn't even imagine. But but how is the, the actual quality of the bus? <laughs> I need we, to know. Ac- we actually got lucky and we had a nice bus. We we would rent Cavallo. Like we didn't have our own bus. But we would rent a Cavallo, like nice coach bus every time. Um, so, I you know, I hear that the, the – nightmare stories of the bus will break down twice you know on the way there and on the way back and we never had any of those issues um the only time we would get mad is we had a couple drivers um that would stop for smoke breaks on the way home and we're like we don't have time for this the bar closes at 2 a.m we need to get home oh yeah that's that's the best is that (laughs) you you tell the bus driver what has to happen or you have a couple of vets packing. Uh, well, I don't know if it happened there, but you know, you'd have some guys sneaking on some uh, some beers in the back seat while the vet or while the rookies are sitting in the front. Um, there's a lot of things that happen on the bus that, that that people don't talk about. It's great. Yeah, I remember one weekend we were in Louisville and our Saturday game. I got kicked out of the game. Um, so What'd I went, you do. Uh, <laughs> Good question. I got ran and. The next shift, I got to try to get the guy tried to run me again. So I just put my stick up and I caught him in the throat and my, my hands came up. And his Gordy would mask, have been proud. And his face mask came up. And so since his face mask came off, it was like in the, our league rules, I got kicked out. Like if you rip another guy's face mask off. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. And it was a joke. So I was upset. And then showered, and there was a gas station across the street. So while the team was finishing the game, I was loading the bus for the boys. There we go. That's great. I know. I know. We had a we had a few. I won't I won't mention names, but we had a few uh, healthy scratches during the time where where or uh, people similar to where they'd get kicked out during the games. So we uh, played in Flint, and there was a, a lot of strip clubs around. So they would they wouldn't watch the game. They'd go to the strip club come back and pretend like they were taking notes and taking the face off uh, wins and loss totals and things like that. So <laughs> I definitely know what you're talking about. It, you know, you didn't say anything about a strip club, but there's uh, 
there's a lot of stories that go on for the the healthy scratches and the the injured reserve players and, and the people that get kicked out, of course. Connor did so without, name. without naming any names, it was Connor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great buffet. <laughs> That's all I've heard. <laughs> Great steak. <laughs> oh my god. So um so Meeves, I wanted to take it back to the beginning of, of hockey for you. So um so when you think of Missouri, you, you don't normally think of of hockey, you know. So St. Louis, I know over the over the last few decades has has grown more and more into a hockey town with their youth programs and everything. So what got you um, into hockey to start? You know, how early was it for you? And uh, just start from there. Yeah, so my dad played hockey um, in high school. Uh, he was always a big hockey lover. Um, and so when I, he had me in skates, ice skates when I was four, I, I played roller hockey when I was three. And like you said, when I was growing up, kind of um, hockey wasn't that big. And my dad always told me that my my main focus was baseball growing up and actually all the way through high school until I got hurt my junior year. And then when I went to co- I lost all talking to scholarships and everything like that for baseball. So um, going to college, I was like, oh, there's a club hockey team up keep playing hockey, which was awesome. But growing up, hockey was just part of part of our family. My dad playing, you know, going to the blues games like I talked about earlier. Um, and then, you know, road trips with my dad, those were some of the best memories too that I that I have. I think I spent every Thanksgiving in Chicago, which I'm sure our other family members liked. Um, but now I'm like, I'm glad we did because I have I have no excuse to miss a Thanksgiving. Um, but I played so four until all the way through college. Um, and I, like I said, I focused on baseball because my dad would tell me, he's like, no one from St. Louis makes it. Nobody, nobody makes it. You know, let's focus on baseball. And so I did. And that, now looking back, it's like I had two guys that I grew up with, Nick Saraceno, who won a national championship at Providence, and Ryan Trent, who played at Northern Michigan, who played pro as well. Those guys, I, I grew up there on my – Afton teams and played them in high school and what really started that was Joe Vitale um, was the first big name that I can think of to come out of St. Louis and the program has just grown you you hear a few years ago the five guys from St. Louis who got drafted in the first round and that's because a lot of the former Blues players like Al McKenna, Steve Brown um, or Scott Brown they're staying or is it Jeff Brown? I don't know. One of the Browns. There's too many Browns I know. Um, but they're staying in St. Louis. And Keith Kachuk and his sons, they're all staying in St. Louis and they're developing programs. And uh, my one buddy, Phil McCray, now is taking a, a hockey school over in St. Louis. He just retired playing professional in Europe. He had a few hundred NHL games as well. And it, it's a completely different world than I, when I was a kid. It, St. Louis is actually getting some respect and becoming – uh, a hockey town, which I, I'm happy to see. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, like you said, look at the both of the Kachuk brothers. You look at, um, you know, Keith Kachuk. I'm not sure is is Keith actually from St. Louis, or did he just raise his boys when he played there? He's not from St. Louis. Um, he just raised. He stayed. He enjoyed it and um, stayed in St. Louis after he retired. And I think it was because his kids spent most of their time growing up there and. It, you know, it's tough um, for guys with kids who are in school to 
bring them back and forth to different cities where they're from. So a lot of the guys, when they when you start to have kids, they, they decide to stay in a city so their kids have a normal life and they can have normal friends. And it's not just your school year friends versus your summer friends, um, which, which helped the hockey community in St. Louis. Right. And then same thing with like Pat Maroon too. Like when he came back and uh, he was able to, to win that cup with his hometown team, what a story last year for, for him on that. And uh, you know, you, you got to, to drink from, from the cup in 18 and, and 19. So we'll get to those stories in a little bit, but I wanted to know, since my brother brought this up, you skated with the blues in the 2012, 2013 lockout. I did. Um, yeah, that, that was probably honestly one of the highlights of my hockey career was skating with um, during the lockout. And, you know, you, you watch hockey and you're like, wow, these guys are good. And then you go to a game and you're like, wow, these guys are fast. And it's just, you get a different perspective, but when you're actually on the ice with them and you're doing drills and skating things with them, I I remember multiple times I sat there and I looked around and I was like, no wonder why these guys are getting paid millions of dollars to play this sport. Uh, You know, the guys out there, it was, you know, TJ Oshie, Alex Petrangelo, Bacchus, Andy McDonald, um, Chris Butler, who's a St. Louis guy, Cam Jansen, another St. Louis guy. Um, was actually, Rebo on the team then? Rebo was on the team, but he went back home. Um, mm. Matthew Kachuk and Luke Coonan, they came out to a couple skates, and they were 14 years old. And I remember I was 22 at the time looking at these 14-year-olds. I'm like, these guys are studs. And well, the, the guys that you just listed are like absolute superstars, like – all of those guys are, are studs. And so that doesn't surprise me seeing a lot of those guys that are now studs, you know, being crazy good at 14 years old. It, it was, it was awesome. And, you know, during the lockout we would do, you know, we would bag ourselves. And one of the drills I remember is you start on the goal line with one knee down and you sprint to the red line. And I think I was still at the top of the circles and they were already past the red line. <laughs> I was going against like Chris Butler, who's a D man and Cam Jansen, who's a fourth line fighter. And they're still dusting me. Skate backward. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, this makes sense. Like you just get that perspective being out there. That's amazing. No, that, that, that's really cool. I mean, you really, like you said, I mean, you said it perfect that you really don't get the, to see the actual skill level until you're on the ice, the same ice as some of those guys that are, that are, that are studs or even, you know, fourth line guys. I mean, all of those guys have a crazy skill that you don't see. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're at the game or you're watching on TV until you're on the ice and watching them, you know, do drills day in and day out. You, you, you just don't see it. Yeah. Friday, Friday, we had um, skills day where we had a, his name's um, Sean Farrell. He's the video guy for the blues now, but he came out every Friday and we would do skills and I shouldn't have been out there those days. I should have probably just stayed home. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Oshi before games with him juggling pucks and catching him on his skates and catching it behind his back or throwing up in the, but you, you see that from the stands and you're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. But to like watch just the stupid stuff they do when cameras aren't around or they can just mess around. It's, it's hilarious. Oh, well that, well that's the, what always surprised me is you see these guys doing it on the ice before games when there's there's still hundreds or possibly like thousands of people watching before a game starts. 
so you know that they're comfortable doing that. But what's really cool is watching them in practice before with, with nobody watching and, and they can just try a bunch of stuff out and, and the things that they have in their mind are just unbelievable. It, and, it's, it's nuts. And so Meebs, you, you kind of skated with them in the lockout in the perfect time because it was right before Sochi in 2014. And uh, it's a good thing that you spent some time with TJ Oshie because you taught him how to stick handle and he was the, uh, the shootout hero. So what, what did you teach him? Um, head and shoulder fakes all day. Cause that's the only thing I had. <laughs> Smart. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> or or he watched me do a shootout and he learned what not to do. Uh, that was probably a there you better, go. <laughs> better teaching I did. That still counts. I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable though. Um and then so I I wanted to talk about what was were you able to skate with like um Jaden Schwartz was on on the team then, right? He was on the team, but he, he, he didn't, I think he was still almost like a rookie. Uh, I forgot when he came up, um, but he, he was not on the, he, he wasn't out there um, at the time. No, actually a, a cool, like a, a one-off person that was out there, which I think is a cool story is Chris Carpenter. He was a stud pitcher for the Cardinals. I didn't know. He also, he was also offered a scholarship to play hockey in college, but he played baseball instead. And he would come out and skate with us. And it was hilarious uh, because I don't know if you know, remember the name Scott Nickel, but he was a short little guy. They called him the pigeon. I, he would just muck it up with anybody. And Chris Carpenter, six, six, Scott Nickel, maybe five, six. And Scotty would just give it to him all day. There was one time where Scott Nickel, Made him drop down and do push-ups because he messed up the drill too many times. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, you just see six-six all-star baseball player being bossed around. That's incredible. Ooh. Was he a pretty good skater though? He was. You could tell he was rusty, but then you could also tell like this guy was a player in his day. Well, and have you have you seen those videos of um, of Steve Nash? He played for the the Phoenix Suns. And he yeah. was he was wheeling around on the ice. He was sick. He was yeah. He I think one video he was rocking his basketball jersey. If I'm not yeah sure. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. I think well, it's not hard, but his hands were a lot smoother than mine. Uh, it, it was it was unbelievable. He still had like a pretty good shot too. I was really surprised by the whole thing. But um, yeah, some of these athletes they're just they're freaks. Like you look at LeBron who could play football, you know, Chris Carpenter baseball and hockey and. Uh, Steve Nash, basketball and hockey, you know, the top athletes in the world, they're athletes for a reason. You see them get paid for their sport because they're better at that sport. But when you look back and you see him perform other things, you're like, okay, this guy is just a freak. Just a freak of nature. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, Justin Bieber singing and hockey, you know, definitely know what you mean. What the fuck? <laughs> no. Two sport. Oh, okay, no, no. He, he steps on the logo. He's He's no good. <laughs> He's not a locker room guy. No, he's still supposed to do that shootout against Benner. I, I've been waiting right. for that. I've been waiting, I've been waiting for, for it too. <laughs> they were, I think they were talking they were going to try to do it around when his concert was in St. Louis, but I haven't I haven't heard anything in a while about it. I'm excited. We'll have to wait and see. He'll have to sneak one in because th- think of how like um, 
I'm not saying anything bad about Bennington. I think he's an amazing goalie. But when you have someone who's like not as skilled, you you're used to all of this high caliber NHL hockey. And then if this guy throws a muffin at you, you're gonna expect something else, and it might yeah, sneak be, past him. It'll be a changeup. Yeah, yeah, changeup exactly. I I really don't know what to expect, but I don't want him to score. <laughs> but <laughs> that's pretty Maybe. much it. So Tyler brought up a little earlier that uh, you were able to drink from the cup in 2018. Can, can you tell us about that? Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah, so that was the year the Capitals won. Um, so living in St. Louis, I, I got to be friends with TJ Oshie, his best friend who lived in St. Louis and I. We worked at a sporting goods store in St. Louis, and his best friend and I became best friends. And I was living at my parents' house my freshman year, but I – I think I spent more time at their condo and um, just became close with Osh. You know, you have your teammates and you have your friends and I just got to be part of that clique. And so that that was awesome. And so over the years, we just kept in touch and texting here and there. We've actually been gaming um, during this quarantine together. That's another thing that's kept me sane is playing Call of Duty every night. Um, Playing Warzone? Warzone, yeah. Hey, you playing on Xbox? I'm playing on Xbox. All right. After this, you have to give me your gamer tag. We'll have to get down. Season I, four just came out. I, I will. I'm not. I'm not good. I'm just the sec. I go it's all right. sacrifice myself and. Uh, I won't take it easy on you. The team player. Yeah. No. No. You, you can just be the the meat shield. It's fine. That's what I do. I was like, oh, we think there's guys in that building. All right, in there. See, yep. There's three guys. <laughs> there I we was, go. Perfect. I was correct. I'll go to the gulag and buy me back. <laughs> uh, you go. You're, you're, you're my kind of guy but, um, yeah so he had his cup party in Minneapolis and you know I didn't win the cup but you know seeing like just how excited he was and the videos and talking to him about it and drinking from the cup uh, it, it was just a surreal experience and you know your, your day with the cup is probably one of the most fun things guys can do and being able to witness that um, which I thought was a once in a lifetime thing, but as you've mentioned, I got to do it twice. Uh, it, it it's phenomenal. It, there's really no words. Just seeing that your friend celebrate one of the greatest achievements of their life. Well, besides having kids, um, but you know, being able to hoist the cup and celebrate with family and friends around, it, it was cool. It was very cool. Ask my dad. Having kids isn't the greatest. <laughs> Depends on the kids, I, though. Depending what day it is, I think my my parents will say the same thing. <laughs> so, when when you were at the when you were at the party, the uh, the Stanley Cup party, was there anyone else like invited, or was it just like, oh, she's kind of like hometown thing? So he he could invite you can invite whoever you want. Um, so he invited some NHL guys that he skates with in the summer because he stays in Minneapolis. Um, during summer months, um, to train. And so the, uh, Justin Falk who played for Carolina, who's now on the blues, he was there just cause they skate together. Um, David Backus was there cause they grew up playing together in, uh, St. Louis or not didn't grow up playing together, but they played together in St. Louis for many years. And David lives in Minneapolis. So, you know, he, TJ's a very, very kind person and he wanted people who were part of his life to be there and, um, celebrate the moment with him and you know especially guys he trains with because he feels like they earned it too because they help him be a better player in the summer oh absolutely 
And then, so when, uh, so it was 2018, you were probably at the, you know, at, at the top of the world when you got to drink from the cup and then 2019 rolls around your hometown blues, which, you know, just an unbelievable story. One that I, I think will never be recreated. I mean, they were dead last, what, January 4th yep. Yep. of, of 2019. Last. I mean, that's, that must've been unbelievable to, to watch, to watch your own team go from, from worst to first and win the cup and not only win the cup, but you got to go to the party. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. It, I mean, you want to talk about writing off a team. They were written off, book was closed, packed away and already collecting dust in January um, with St. Louis. St. Louis has some harsh fans. You know, they boo during the power play if they're not scoring goals. And so, you know, when you look at that team last year on paper and you see all the names and everyone they brought in to, to make a cup run and January 3rd, January 4th rolls around and they're in last place, the city was not happy. Um, and, you know, I was watching in Nashville. I, we take our parents' passwords and use our YouTube TV to get in and watch games. So we were watching games, but January is kind of my busy time. So I stopped watching a little bit and I was like, oh, you know, tough season. We'll get them next year. Just like we say every year for the past 51 years that the Blues have been around. And um, <laughs> we have that with the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Then you, then you hear in the news, you know, or Instagram or wherever you get your news from that, hey, they're on a six game streak. They're on a 10 game streak. Hey, they're doing well what's going on and you start following more and then they make the playoffs and it, it was awesome to watch. Um, especially knowing a couple guys on the team and just being happy for them. Um, you know, Finner is an unbelievable guy and for him to finally get his shot in the NHL and not even just get a shot, but to run and he, he took his time and he dominated and I'm so happy for that guy as well. He's one of the nicest humans you can meet. Um, you know, if I introduce him to a friend, he, he knows their he, he'll know their name and, you know, he'll talk with them. It's not just a, Hey, how are you? Um, so for that guy to finally get his shot and to win a Stanley cup, I, I was very happy for him and everyone else that I knew on the team. So who, no, who, who else was there at the party? I mean, there was, uh, it was like Schwartz, obviously the whole team. Uh, was John Hamm there? Um, so in the for the St. Louis parties, I mean the whole team was there. Um, and but yeah, John Hamm was at the bar with the guys. He he kind of stuck around, and you know they did a. We went to one bar um, where they brought the cup, and they had the whole upstairs rented, which was awesome. It, it was a time I'll never forget. No matter no matter how many beers and vodkas I drink, I'll I'll still remember that time. But yeah, John Ham, John Ham was there. What about Pam from the office? Was she there? I didn't see her. I wish I would have. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get to see her. No. Oh man, that's a bummer. Well, hey, John Ham alone is great. So you, you get to hang your hat hang your hat on that one. That's good. I know. I'm not a big I'm not a big picture guy. And looking back, I wish I would have got a picture with him. Just because I'm a big Mad Men fan, but. Mm-hmm. My fiance doesn't doesn't miss an opportunity to get a picture, and she made sure to get one before he left. Oh, you got to! I mean, it's John Hamm, yeah. so <laughs> I hear he's a super cool guy. Like I I know nothing about him other than he's a great actor. Um, 
but I hear he's like a really approachable guy, like real nice. He was, he was very genuine. Um, when you, when he was approached, you know, you hear all these horror stories of actors being snobby and that was not like him at all. He was very, Hey, yeah. How are you? What's going on? This is awesome. This is really awesome kind of thing. That's so cool. That is great. Well, it, Meebs, I, I know we talked a little bit before. Um, I, I have to hop off. I unfortunately had a, a family commitment before here, but um, I did want to spend at least you know thirty Dinner on the minutes beach. talking to you. <laughs> a lot more than that, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I wish it was just that. But uh, no, no, I, I wanted to hear about the Stanley Cup and all that good stuff. So uh, thank you for, for taking the time and, and hope to talk to you more coming up in the uh, in the future. Yeah, for sure. No, it was great talking with you. Enjoy enjoy your evening. All right, thanks. See you guys. See you, See you Connor. Man. All right, now that the, the lame duck is gone. No, I'm just joking. Oh, shit. All right, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting for that. I know he was. Um, no, but mo- moving moving on a little bit. Uh, so 2020 playoffs, the 24-team format. What are your thoughts on that? I'm just happy to get hockey back. Um, yes, I agree. You know, I figure teams are going to complain no matter what, whether you just went with the, the 16. Like Teams are going to be like, oh, well, we were on the cusp. If we would have played a couple more games. So I, I think it's the most fair way – the NHL could go about it if they were going to try to continue the season. Um, I mean, personally, I'm glad hockey's back, but at this point it it was kind of like, okay, maybe we just wait to start the next season and, you know, the 2019, 2020 season, we just scratch it. Uh, Because now, okay, they start July 10th, I think just came out today, what what day they start training camp. And that goes till when? Phase three, right? Yeah. Yeah, Phase three. And then, you know, when, when is the cup going to be done and when is next season going to start? And are we going to have weird seasons now where it starts in December and ends? So sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but that's one thing I thought the NHL is trying to move to initially anyways, is to start sometime in December, January and finish in the summer. I heard rumor that they were starting that. And then, um, I heard other sources that they said, no, we don't, we don't want to do that. Um, which I mean, I I kind of feel I don't want them to because it conflicts with baseball and like I said, St. Louis is a big baseball town. Even though the Blues just won the Cup, but you're going to take people out of the seats if there's a Cardinals game versus a Blues game. Yeah, you oh, guys, yeah. you guys stole a World Series from us in '06, so thanks for that. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a baseball town with a drinking problem. Dude, we I, I still can't believe I was talking with my my brother in law who's a huge Tigers fan, and w- when you look at that lineup, the 06 lineup for the um for the the Tigers, they should have had it locked down, and they just they couldn't finish. <laughs> so one of the biggest disappointments for for Tigers for sure. I I think was that the series where the, the clinch where we clinched it with an Adam Wainwright curveball and just froze him? Um, I don't know. You, you probably have to talk with my brother-in-law on that one. He's, he's more, he knows like everything about Tigers baseball, but um, it was was one of our 11 world series wins where I just remember watching and Adam Wainwright just threw this nasty curveball that started above his head and ended right at his knees. And 
next thing you know, he throws his gloves up and the Cardinals are celebrating. And I, it was electric just seeing that. Jeez, must be nice. Must be <laughs> nice. Yeah. We haven't seen one since I've been alive and you know, it's, it's been heartbreak for, for the Tigers because, you know, they went to, they went Oh six. And then I think 2012, they went to the finals too, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they played uh, San Francisco and we just got trounced. We didn't stand a chance against them, but um, I think the Cardinals, the Cardinals lost to San Francisco that year in the fi- in the conference finals, or yeah, because we we won eleven and eleven, we won our eleventh one in twenty eleven, and so we're like eleven eleven, and then we're like oh twelve and twelve, and then didn't happen. So we're still stuck Wait, on eleven. So that was that was the eleventh World Series in in twenty eleven. Yeah. Whoa, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was meant to be. Yeah, it was. It was, and that's why we thought twelve and twelve was going to happen too, but it did not. Man, yeah. So I, I wanted to I wanted to bring it back to the uh, twenty four team playoff because you said it was fair. I think it's unfair because the the wings definitely deserve to be in the race, but uh, whatever. Um, and, and t- well, hold up, Tyler. <laughs> you didn't tell him about your fa- your favorite your favorite team that's playing in there. The Canadians. Yeah, right. Dude, I'm I'm so, I'm, Price. I'm so tired of hearing how Carey Price can he can he can bring the the Canadians their their 25th cup or 20 however many cups they have. I'm so sick of hearing it, man. Um but <laughs> but hold up, hold up, Meebs. So Ty- Tyler's favorite to win is the Canadians no, and uh no. is yours the Blues or who 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 is it? Yeah, it's the Blues. I I would love to see him go back to back, but he, I just I feel bad for whoever wins it this year cuz you know all the stories are it's like an be, asterisk. Yeah. Is it an asterisk? Uh, did they deserve it kind of thing? And that's why I thought maybe just cancel, just start fresh, just start 2021. Well, the, the, the thing is, and, and I've seen, I've seen news articles about this and it made complete sense. The 2013 Blackhawks, I mean, no one really has, has like that. No one has that circled and, and says like, uh, Oh, well, these guys, you know, it was a shortened season, whatever. They dominated. It was a 48-game season, and they dominated it and, um, you know, won the President's Trophy. There was no one even close except for, you know, pumping the wings tires when they shouldn't have even made it past the first round. They got to the second round. Jimmy Howard, which, you know, that's a different story. Now he can't stop a beach ball. But back then, he was the one who carried us to – to at least game four where we were up three to one in the series and then lost in game seven. Still sour about it. Haven't gotten over it either way. Um, so other than the blues, who's your favorite to, to win the cup? I, I know obviously you're going to be rooting for the blues and to be honest, I will be too. I hate the Canadians. I like, I like Carey price, but I hate the Canadians. I will be rooting for the blues, but other than the blues, who do you want to see? To win, if the Blues get knocked out, who would you want? Um, if I don't root for the Preds, um, but I I enjoy how electric Nashville gets. The deeper the Predators go in the playoffs, um, the city. I mean, you talk about Broadway just being shut down for watch parties. It's awesome. So I hope they go far, but uh, I the Caps. You know, just because of Oshi, I hope they're near and dear to my heart too. I hope. Maybe they get another one. Honestly, for for me, I, I'll say anybody but the Leafs and, and Canadians. I'm fine with anybody. 
I'd be really happy with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, do you think that, so with, with the blues, they have to do the uh, round Robin to be able to be whatever seed they're going to be. Number one, three, number uh, one, two, three, or four. So um, I don't know. It, this is probably going to be one of the most interesting playoff series in, in recent history, just because of, you know, the nature of it. It's so much different. It's almost like a March madness type style. So this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I, I agree there. I definitely think it's going to be fun. You're getting playoff action all the time. You know, everyone's fighting to stay alive and to, to advance. And I think the, the intensity of the games is going to be awesome to watch. Plus you've got people who haven't had sports in a while. And this is one of the things that they get to tune into and, you know, playoff hockey is one of my favorite things to watch, not just bias because I grew up playing hockey, but just the atmosphere, the game intensity The you know, nobody's taking a shift off. Nobody's giving up an opportunity to uh, hit somebody, you know, pucks on net, bodies on bodies. It's, it's just fun to watch. So I'm excited for that part too. Absolutely. And, and another thing that, that I'll bring up too is, uh, the reason why I think hockey, the NHL playoffs is so entertaining to watch is because you see a lot of Cinderella stories, you know, like the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the 2012 Kings where they barely made it in as the eighth seed. And same thing with, uh, with, with Nashville a few years ago when they went to the cup final. I mean, you see these, these teams that battle to barely make it in and they surprise, they surprise a lot of teams. So I'm pumped to see what, what happens. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up to you because I, I don't even know if, if they're in the same division as you, but I don't think that I've ever seen Minnesota as a threat. Have you guys ever considered them as a threat? Yeah, it was, um, what year we beat, I think we lost to them or we advanced again. It was the year where we took Chicago to seven, and we lost. Or we we lost to Chicago. Um, they they've they've had our number a couple times, and but now recently, like when it comes down to it, I just feel like they're not as physical, and that's their biggest problem in the playoffs. You know, I talk about no one gives up an opportunity to hit somebody. I feel like that's where we've dominated the Wild in playoff series is because of the physicality the Blues have always brought. Oh, for sure. Well, th- the thing is, I feel like with with every team that's won the Cup over the last, let's say, decade, every team has had that that X factor. You don't really see that with the with the Wild, though. That's why I think that they're they're always going to be a you know a, a team that is going to make playoffs or be on the brink of making playoffs and get knocked out in the first or second round. I don't think that they'll ever. Um, unless they make changes, some significant changes, I just don't see it happening. I don't know. I always see them in the in the hunt for playoffs or in playoff brackets, but I never see them getting past first or second round. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm always curious to find out from someone who's in the Western Conference on what they feel about Minnesota. So, yeah, I mean. Minnesota hockey, it's it's fun fun to watch, and you know I know Razor talked about high school hockey up there, and you know I think in Minnesota you eat, breathe, and play hockey, and that's all you do. But and so their fan base, 
I've never been to a game up there. I'd like to get to one. But as you said, I don't think they have that X factor, what it takes. They don't have the the, the physicality, the, the next level that you need to advance far and to, to win the cup. Well, if you can teach TJ Oshie how to stick handle and, and be a shootout hero in the Sochi Olympics, I think maybe maybe you and Razor can uh, can do a couple camps with Minnesota and, and teach those guys how to do something. Um, could you imagine Minnesota getting a cup with with because they down themselves as the state of hockey, uh, which properly named a lot of people, a lot of American players come from Minnesota. So it's completely understandable. But their their team, I never see them as a threat, never have seen them as a threat. And I just think that they they need one more than more so than the Canadian teams. Just because yeah, they've had no, enough. I, I I definitely agree. I agree. But um, Dustin, I was going to transfer over to the uh, questions from the Knights. Do you have anything else you wanted to ask Meebs real quick before we before we get over to that? No, no. Let's hear the questions from the Knights. All right, Meebs, are you ready for this? Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> All right. There's only six, and uh, I I kind of ranked them. Uh, from easiest to, to hardest, not, not easiest to hardest, maybe, maybe nicest to harshest is what I'll say. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, first of all, how does it feel to be the only night to drink from the Stanley cup? Not once, but twice. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a given. There's so many scumbags on the night. So a, a genuine nice guy like me deserves it more than those guys. who so who on the night good answer this is not part of the questions but this is a follow-up to that one who on the nights least deserves to have to drink from the cup who doesn't deserve it who doesn't deserve it uh i'll just go with goldie (laughs) why why is that because i don't want to watch an hour-long instagram story of him with it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we're going to have to do a soundbite of that and send it to him because I think that he'll, he'll find that pretty funny. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> he'll, have some, he'll have some crappy comeback for me, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the second one, uh, what do you prefer? Tin roof with the Knights on a Saturday or wheelhouse with Revo on a Tuesday? <laughs> uh, tin roof on a Saturday hands down there's there's nothing better than during the day tin roof with the fellas it's unbelievable is that just where you guys go to tailgate or what where we go to tailgate where where we usually say we're going to leave and next thing you know it's 2 a.m and we're leaving but the, the <laughs> patio just the guys getting together hopefully razor gets the green light and he's not locked up uh, hopefully we can get him <laughs> to do a pipe bomb but uh saturday's tin roof you want to talk about like having withdrawals i've been sitting here scratching my neck like uh what's the dave Dave chappelle character clayton or uh yeah 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 tyron Tyron. yeah where he's just scratching yeah that's me on saturdays trying to get the tin roof that's amazing what is wheelhouse is that in uh st louis it's a st louis bar it's like the one bar that everyone goes to and uh I'll, i'll give them respect that's I, every time I'm back in St. Louis, I spend majority of my time there. Uh, I've actually got 
pretty significant wheelhouse gear. My fiance has wheelhouse gear. Um, the Drake line, hard, hardly home, but always repping. We, uh, we do love our wheelhouse. And during this COVID thing, you know, I, I try to support people and they were having a sale where proceeds went to staff and I bought my dad a bottle of Blanton's from them. My fiance bought some apparel just to, to give some money back to their staff. Because uh, it, it's a good bar. Awesome. It's a really cool bar. And um, it, it's, it's a bar that St. Louis needed for a while where you can go and have fun. And I've had some fun there. Now, what's the story? Did you go with Revo there or what's? That's it's like the it's like the one bar that blues players will go to. And uh, oh, I we've, gotcha. we've gone out on some odd days um, and we've had some fun on some odd days. So is that why they said Tuesday? <laughs> I think they just pulled. Yeah, I I don't know if half the guys on the nights know the days of the week, so that's probably why they just came <laughs> up with. Tuesday. If you ask them on a Tuesday, that's the only day they knew at that time. <laughs> All right, question three: Who is the hottest Peloton cycle instructor, and are you shredding for the wedding? Yeah, so that was wedding planning that I I didn't know about. That was my fiance's wedding plans, and not mine to get the to get the Peloton and. Um, Kendall Tool, uh, she's pretty attractive, but I think Brad Phillips from the Knights called her the Venus flytrap. Like you go to take the class because it's something to look at. Next thing you know, you're you're crying and sweating, and you don't know if it's sweat dripping down your face or tears because the workout's so hard. <laughs> so when when is the wedding, by the way? Uh, July 2021 in Cabo. Awesome. Well, congratulations, oh, nice. and and we'll we'll look forward to the invite. So thank you for that. Um, Everyone that, told to show up. <laughs> so I I actually I was I was probably man I I'm same height as as my brother Max right I was uh, I'm you know five seven on a good day um, on my tippy toes um, and. I think I was about 190 something pounds, like a few months before, a few months before my wedding. And, uh, I was like, man, I, I, I need to, I need to lose some weight. I can't take photos. And these are photos that are going to be around forever. And I was able to drop down to like one, I think 170 by the time that the wedding came around. And, um, man, it's, it's not easy, but it's so, it's so worth it, man. Like just, dropping a little bit of weight and um, I feel, I feel healthier. I feel better. And so um, I actually, uh, are you, are you, do you have like a workout routine that you're doing for the wedding or are you just kind of doing whatever, eating healthy or. Yeah. I mean, so I still got a year, so I'll probably fluctuate up and down 25 times before the wedding. But uh, (laughs) since we got the Peloton, I'm addicted to it. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal and there's no excuses. You know, when you, when you have a gym membership, it's easy to make an excuse. Oh my, you know, work ran long. I don't want to go late. And, you know, last night I rode the bike at 10 PM cause I finished doing some work stuff and things around the house. And it's like, all right, I got to get my Peloton in and, you know, you compete against people. And I, I, I was against it for eight months just cause they're pretty pricey. And once we got it, I've, I've been on it just about every day. And, um, the classes, like I said, I just leak sweat. There's a puddle on the ground when I get off of it and you do feel good. good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, uh, Max does a lot of, a lot of riding too. I'm not sure if he uses a Peloton or what he uses, 
but um, I know he's got a road bike too, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, he, it's he, an amazing he, workout. He's going to get the Peloton when he's – he rented a bike. I forgot what it's called, but he rented one. Uh, but when he's done with that rental, I think he's going to join the Peloton world. Dang. Yeah, it's 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 an investment – I'll say that that's uh, it's, it's definitely not, it's definitely not cheap, but you know, there's so much to go, that go into it. I mean, there's a lot of classes you could take and it's, it's pretty cool. I don't have the cash to do it. That's why I'm just, uh, I'm buying bikes and uh, just go hit trails during the summer and the winter and whatnot. But um, yeah. So, but uh, what, what was the name of the Peloton instructor that you think is the hottest again? Kendall tool. Kendall tool. Okay. We'll make sure that we'll, we'll, we'll seek her out on Instagram. We'll, we'll do a sound bite and make sure that, uh, that she, that she knows that she's the hottest. Um, uh, all right. Yeah. Next one. You have to choose who's better, Justin Falk or TJ Oshie. At what? Uh, they, they didn't specify maybe the better friend. <laughs> uh, that's tough. Um, you want to talk about two of the most genuine people you can meet. Um, and they're, they're both awesome people. Um, Falker's so laid back, you know, he's, all he wants to do is fish and hang out and play hockey. And, um, I've gotten to go to a few all-star games with him, which has been fun. And Osh, I've just known forever, um, better hockey player, you know, different positions can't even say. So who's better? Uh, I would say Osh is probably the better gamer right now, but um, better better friends. I, I would pro- probably be Osh just because I've known him longer. So you must have been pretty pumped to to know that Justin Falk was traded to the Blues, right? Because you did you correct me if I'm wrong. I think you knew him before he was traded to the Blues, right? I did. So we had a mutual friend. Um, introduced us a while ago and brought me to the first, one of the all-star games. And then after that, me and Falker just kind of stayed connected and he brought me to three of them, which I couldn't, couldn't thank him enough. Um, getting to go to the all-star game with one of the players is one of the coolest experiences. Um, you know, they take care of the family and friends. The NHL does when you're there, we were all you can eat, all you can drink at all the games and events. And so um, I was pumped when he got to come to the blues, but, also, it was kind of like, oh, crap, I'm in Nashville. He's in St. Louis. When I live in, used to live in St. Louis, could have had another buddy there. But um, I'm just, you know, I, I root for all my friends. You, you know, you ask what team I want to win, and uh, I'm more so just kind of cheer on my friends, and hopefully they make it so that way I can get another cup party. That's, that's the politically correct way of, of saying that because you don't want to upset anybody, and <laughs> I get it. Um. What is the best bachelor party that you've been on? <laughs> uh, Razor's going to want me to say his, but I think uh, my buddy Brandon Horton's bachelor party in San Diego was the best. What did you guys do? What, what were the highlights? Uh, if you've never been to San Diego, I highly recommend putting that on your bucket list. That city. Is that where Alex Nystrom lives right now? It is. It is. It, it's a the city is just beautiful. Um, like if I, if I was an artsy kind of guy, I, I would obsess about it. But, you know, you talk about being like on the beach, 
The weather there is nice year round. You know, we were there in June and um, it was like 85 to 90, no humidity. They have a Jeez. bar district. They have a bar district called the Gas Lamp, which is just a strip of bars like Broadway. But they have a couple mini clubs like one's Omnia, which is a is a club in Vegas. And they have like a, a smaller sister club in San Diego um, that was electric. Unreal. Um, yeah, no, I, I have never been, I think the furthest West I've ever gone was like Scottsdale and I, I would love to go out to California just to experience it. And from what I was born, from what I've heard from what you're born in California. Yeah. San Diego or Oceanside. Whoa. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. I've never, I've never been to, obviously I've never been out to California, but from what I've heard, San Diego is an unreal spot. So I'll have to check it out sometime for sure. And the the final question, Meebs, you, you've made it this far and, and you've done a pretty good job. So the last question, what type of shampoo do you use for your forehead? Uh, you know, since my hairline's receding faster than half the nights run away from bar tabs, uh, <laughs> just water works mostly. I can just actually, since it's mostly just my forehead and skin, I can just use my body wash. But uh I don't go to the store and buy shampoo. So whatever, whatever the fiance picked up from Target, that's what we're using. Oh man! I know um, when 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 they sent me that, I'm like, I don't know if I should ask that. I don't know if he's going to be cool with that, or and they're like, No, no, no. We we give him shit about it all the time. It's cool. <laughs> I'm like, they okay. Gotta, yeah, they got to find something to give me shit about, and they they got to go after genetics rather than anything else because that I don't know, but it's uh, it's a. Re- <laughs> It's a recycled joke. It's put out on the curb every Tuesday for the recycle man to pick up. <laughs> there you go. Well, get get your shots in now. Who's um? It, well, first of all, who is the the biggest plug on the on the nights right now? Oh, me by far. Oh, don't chirp yourself, Meebs. You got it. This is your oh. opportunity. Th- chuck some oh. other pe- some other people under the bus. Oh, buddy, I you want to tell I. I so when I quit playing, I coached for three years at SLU and you take that much time off. And then I hated men's league just because in St. Louis, it was at 11 o'clock at night. So you take all those years off. But uh, besides, besides me, um, the biggest plug, God, I don't know. We got a pretty we got a pretty solid squad, and that's why it's tough. Um, everyone everyone's a role player. I know Goldie on his said he's he's a kind of the fourth line grinder with me as well, but he puts up some points when we need him, and so we appreciate him showing up. And he he's electric in the locker room. He's uh, he's the lo- he doesn't like to be called the locker room guy. He doesn't say he's a locker room guy, but he always he's always smiling and brings positivity to the rink on a Sunday when most of us are miserably hungover. <laughs> Well, a lot of people say that you're a locker room guy too. That that was that was the one thing that they wanted to close out with. But uh, but where where can people find you on on Instagram? Instagram Meebsy F Baby, um, kind of taken from Little Wayne's Wheezy F Baby, and it's stuck ever since. I thought it was the other way around. I thought he well, took it from you. I, it, the fact checkers, I know there's a lot of fact checkers out now. They're still looking into it, who had it first. But uh, he put it in a song before I made it an Instagram handle because I was boycotting Instagram when it first came out. 
<laughs> and then uh, last thing I'll say too is that uh, so Bud Knights six one five. There's another imposter out there, and they want to they want to meet up and and have a and have a showdown between the it's the Battle of the Bud Knights. So um, you guys will definitely have to let us know when that hap- when that happens and where it's happening, so that we can uh, so we can get the get the wing sauce boys down there and and cover it. I hope they know that they have no chance, like none at all. And have you checked the game notes with them? Do they have any, any, uh, I mean, they're out in, uh, Massachusetts, Boston area, I think if I'm not mistaken, right. Uh, I, I have no, no idea about it. I've heard that there's another Bud Knights and they were chirping our page and trying to get us to play them, but. Well, Razor they, started it. Razor was chirping their page. Shocking. shocking. <laughs> Guy's a little Tweety Bird just always running his mouth, chirping at whatever he can. <laughs> Um, but I mean, if they have to play it, how we play it, they have to go out Friday night. They have to go out all day Saturday and then they got to play us on a Sunday and I bet half their team won't show up cause they'll be hurting too bad. There you go. Yeah, no, I, I, I have no doubt in my mind. You guys will absolutely just, just swamp them. But, um, dude, thank you so much for, for coming on. And uh, like I said, next time I come down to, to Nashville, I've, I've told Robbie and a few other guys that I'm bringing my microphone and, and stuff, and we're just going to bank a bunch of interviews. So we're going to have to get some dual interviews, get a couple of pipe bombs in us, and uh, let the stories go. Yeah. I, well, thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed being on and talking with you guys. We'll, uh, we'll start every podcast when you're down here with a, a pipe bomb, or it, it, I, don't, I wouldn't call it an official Nashville interview. <laughs> there, we, there go. we go awesome man well yeah thanks thank you very much once again and uh we'll we'll talk to you soon sounds good have a good All right, one. man see ya see ya well you know what time it is wonderful interview not great tyler how do you like that great <laughs> great uh no but seriously meebs thanks for coming on it was such a joy hearing your stories about the stanley cup getting a drink out of it twice neither of us or all three of us haven't been able to do that i don't think has anyone here touched the cup other than at the hall of fame I that's a fake a, one yeah I, was, I know it's a fake one yeah i, I that's, all, that, that's, that's why i was that, that's literally why i was asking if anyone's touched it other than that the hall of fame because i was gonna tell you that oh oh you're holding that in the back pocket just to yep <laughs> exactly i was literally just gonna rain on your parade right there <laughs> <laughs> well newsflash that's not the real one <laughs> yep and then you'll be crushed and be like, oh, oh, man, maybe I haven't touched it. Right. Nope. No. What do you guys think of Meebs? What do you guys think of Meebs uh, interview? I it thought was it was great. great. Yeah. Like I said, the bus stories, they were awesome. I mean, <laughs> it was nice once you got off, Connor. The, the story started to flow once you jumped <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. I really felt the vibe when I left, huh? As soon, yep. as, soon as soon as Connor left, Meebs was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, now no. that that judgmental prick is off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know me. <laughs> no, but that was great. I, I really appreciate him coming on. Dustin, you said it. Um, hearing those stories was a lot of fun, and and you guys can say what you will or say what you will about the uh, the bus stories, but those are always good. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was thinking back while we we're talking about those bus stories, and I don't want to intervene because I didn't play high school hockey. I played high school baseball, right? And so I was thinking about the bus stories that we had, and uh, played a lot of cards in the back of the bus and a lot of other random shit. And so I'm mm-hmm. sure they're very similar to hockey bus stories. Yep. Yep. So, 
what yeah. I I thought that it was probably the the coolest part of it was uh, the fact that it just the back to back Stanley Cups. It's cool to do it once, but he got to do it back to back in 2018 and 2019. I mean, oh yeah, like I already mentioned to him, he was probably on cloud nine in 2018 with Oshi and he's from St. Louis. He probably never thought that his team had any chance at winning the cup last year when they were dead last in, in January, but uh, very, very special. I, I think that it's, uh, it's amazing to be that close to the cup and, and to drink out of it too is just incredible. Absolutely. Some players go their entire careers, their entire lives without doing that. So um, I know it's cool. I mean, look at the, or, or even franchises. I mean, look yeah. at the Detroit Lions. It's not, it's not hockey, but they've never won anything. They're trash. <laughs> Rebuilding since 57. <laughs> yep. It's never going to happen. Though. This is our year. <laughs> this is our year. Oh my Stafford's going to bring us to the promised land. <laughs> uh, I, that's like saying the Detroit Tigers are going to win the, the World Series this year. Oh, a little bit yeah. of Tigers news. Did you guys see the, the draft pick? Uh, the Ohio State pitcher? The- no, no, no. Uh, uh, his name is something Torkelson. Great name. Oh. Yeah, yeah, great, like great name. name. So uh, I, I, I can't remember if it's Austin or, or whatever his name is, but is it, is he was our stud? Yes. Yep. He's uh, I think he's uh, he played for Arizona. Arizona but- State. Spen- Spencer, Spencer Torkelson. Pe- yeah. Spencer Torkelson. Yeah. So he. Um, Spence. This guy, I guess, can just crush the ball, both with a wood bat and aluminum. So that's good to hear. So he, he well, plays that, third base. Is that? Yep. Yep. Oh, he's got an arm. Then he's got the see. I play third base. Anytime you play third base, you got to have a rocket of an arm. So you're saying you have a rocket of an arm? Uh, I used to. My arm is fucked up now. In all seriousness. <laughs> oh, just, how's just whipping the ball? Yeah, Dustin. We we need an update. How's the wheeling going? Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know the opening scene of Bambi when the deer's kind of walking <laughs> off crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. Yeah. Yeah, in the beginning of this interview, we said there was no hockey news, but we totally forgot that there's there's huge hockey news that Dustin got his skates and been rolling around. For sure. Yeah, I've been rolling around, but uh, I got Bambi legs, and skating is not like riding a bike. No, yeah, it's different muscles for sure. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I thought I could, you know, skating for five to ten years. I'd be like, oh, I can pick it up easy. No, no. It's going to take a couple weeks to get back to the the muscle memory of that whole skating technique. Yeah. And your your legs are gonna be your legs are gonna be in like great shape. If you if you wheel around for a couple of days, your quads will be feeling it. Your your calves will be feeling it. My feet are feeling it. My feet are screaming. F you. Oh yeah. You, so do your feet feel like vice grips right now? Did you get them baked yet or no? I no no I haven't baked them yet. So because I hear like conflicting news about baking. I uh, asked one guy. He told me to take off you know the wheels and all that. And then another. Um, Another website says don't take off the wheels. Just keep them on there and bake them with the wheels on. So I, huh. I, I don't know what the hell to do. So I'm sitting here like uh, kind of waiting until a place opens back up. I can just take them to like a, a pro shop and have them bake them there. And, and that way, if, if, yeah. if they screw it up, then then it's on them. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because I think I've seen. Um, so, guys, you know, in the pro shops, they have those like skate ovens. Those like, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. So. Have you seen someone try to home bake their skates? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, you put it in like a normal oven on a on a baking sheet. 
Yeah. So if you look up, I'll, I'll send, I'll send the picture that I found a few days ago when you mentioned it. But, um, so home baking, this guy tried to do it, must've turned it up too high and just burnt the shit out of his toques, <laughs> melted them. Oh man. No. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they don't specifically do say don't use a gas oven just because of the open flame. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, sense. this guy, this guy's skates were melted. <laughs> oh man. So, but, um, anything else you guys wanted to, wanted to bring up before, uh, before we end this, this week's no, no. Nope, so. not at all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll say, let's, let's get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. here. Nope. I said it first. <laughs> I said it first. Right. I already knew it was coming. <laughs> I ain't falling either. I, I, I already knew it. Talk to you boys later. Tune in next week. See ya. See ya.